Welcome to the Thriving Solopreneur Show, where you learn the stories and systems that have turned hardworking, self-employed business owners like yourself into highly successful, leisurely entrepreneurs. This show is dedicated to those who went into business for themselves because they had an idea or suggestion that ignited their passions to do more, to do it better, and to solve a problem in our community. Whether your business started in a basement, a garage, or at a kitchen table, this episode will bring to you a system, a tip, or an entrepreneur that has been where you are and can guide you to living the fulfilling life you desire for yourself. Here's your host and serial solopreneur, Janine Bolin. Hi, and welcome to the Thriving Solopreneur Show. This is Janine Bolin, and with me today, I happen to have Dr. Doreen Downing. And one of the things I like about Doreen is she and I met on one of these little crazy, you know, uh, networking groups where, you know, you you just go on and you're like, oh my gosh, this is going to be so boring, uh, you know, yet another networking group. And I was pleasantly surprised when I ran into Doreen because this particular networking group I was a part of had very excited and wanting to serve. I, I was in a room, a Zoom room full of servant leaders. And when you have that happening as a solopreneur, let me tell you something, you get excited because you know, there is a lot of information. So we're going to pack this 20 minutes. So I want you to kind of clear your plate, or if you're driving, pay attention to the road, whatever you're doing while you're listening to this. But at some point, you want to come back to this and take notes because Dr. Downing Doreen is an amazing psychologist and podcast host of Find Your Voice, Change Your Life. And that is no joke. She once suffered from stage fright so bad it was paralyzing. She managed to conquer it. She discovered how to connect with her authentic self. She uses that as a key to relaxed and confident speaking. She also now specializes in the treatment of public speaking anxiety. She is someone you definitely want to get to know if you as a business owner ever need to speak and you're like, oh my gosh, how do I speak in front of camera? What do I do? How do I help? She can help you with all of that promotional work. In addition, she also has coaching and online courses. She's the author of this wonderful book. I highly recommend you get it. It's called Essentially Speaking, The Seven-Step Guide to Finding your real voice. This book not only teaches you how to transform your anxiety, but also how to do it with a sense of presence and strong connection with your audience. So you can download her seven-step guide. We're actually going to be going through the first three steps of that guide. And you go find that at Doreen7steps.com. And that will be where you go. Thank you so much for being with us today, Dr. Doreen. Oh, Janine, that was fun to listen to. I was going to say, you really captured everything about who I am and how I got to be to be a psychologist helping people overcome their fear. Thank you. You're very welcome. So we're going to, you know me, I'm very direct. It's like, let's get to your content. Because one of the things I love to do for the solopreneurs who listen to this show is really give them quality content and you are loaded with information between your ears. So we're going to start tweezing some of that out now. The first one is when it comes to fearless speaking, one of the things I loved about your guide, because yes, I signed up, I got it. Uh, As I was looking through it, one of the things that really hit me was how there are cultural influences that you may not even be aware of that cause you to have a fear of speaking in front of people. So I was raised in four different cultures. My dad was in the military. We were in four different countries. 
And I can immediately, as I was reading that in your guide, I immediately went, oh my gosh, yes. And I, I knew exactly where my fear of speaking was. So let's talk about the most basic one, if you don't mind. Children are to be seen, not heard. Let me tell you, if you're of Japanese descent, you know that because I was raised in Japan for five years during elementary school. And that was a big one. So talk to us about, as a business owner, how do we get over that anxiety? Well, I think what you've just said, you've pointed to several causes of anxiety. And I think people usually think if, if they're if they're afraid of speaking in front of groups, it's about making a better speech, learning how to communicate better. But first, we have to go back to where did the anxiety begin? And I think you just showed your listeners that the first step is to go back and do a comb through of early life. And I know people say, oh, the past is the past. Let's move on. But no, the past is with us right here every single day. <laughs> and if we deal with it today, it dissolves. And so for business owners, for any kind of anyone in business, I think it is all about being comfortable with who you are. And if anxiety exists, it interferes. It's, it's just energy that gets into the channel of communication. And so the origins of fear, I guess, bottom line, I want to say, I like to, to peek back to early life experiences to find out when you might have been uncomfortable speaking up. And it was a pattern that developed early on. Well, and then you talk about, you know, it's a perfect segue. Then you talk about your parental influences, whether it was mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, stepmom, stepdad, it doesn't matter that you had a family dynamic of some kind where uh, speaking up was not in your best and highest good, you know, at some point. So talk to us a little bit about what are some steps that say a person like myself could take? Uh, my dad was in a military environment and you didn't speak unless you were spoken to. <laughs> he wasn't being a meanie. I had a wonderful dad. I love my dad. But at the same time, I was, that was a subconscious. It was a subliminal almost understanding. So talk to us a little bit about how do you break out of something like that? First, you have to realize it. First, you have to accept the fact and have that insight to say, oh, and then I think second, I do a little of what we call inner child work because you were a little one there and you had influences and you had some rules and some family dynamics and norms and so I think that first kind of self-awareness uh, knowing that you had this situation and it was then and speaking to the little one hey little one we realized that you had this uh, father, and we're speaking about you. Mine was my mother who was depressed and didn't pay attention. So we all have some kind of situation where we didn't get to grow into the fullest of who we can be. So what I do as a psychological, you know, that's my work as psychology, is I take people back with my psychological tools at like inner child work and have conversation. It's called dialogue with parts. And you take the part of you that was, I'm not going to say, well, I'm going to say trapped, <laughs> but let's just say found herself in a situation and you speak to her. Hello, little one in there. Tell me how it felt. And then there's a listener, you know, she could speak up in a way that she couldn't before. And it, so you start to give the little one that didn't have a voice way back then some confidence 
yes, I can because somebody's listening. And I know this somebody who's listening. Well, that's what I do in my office as a psychologist. I listen to people. And in listening to people, their voice begins to emerge. Does that make sense? Totally does. And for those of you who think this is woo-woo stuff, let me tell you, it goes all the way back to Carl Jung. All right. And he was talking about how to talk to the subconscious. So what Dr. Doreen is talking about is totally in alignment with stuff that we've been practicing for decades, almost 100 years now. And believe it or not, it works. It's stuff that I've seen happen in my own life. And as you guys know, you've listened to me uh, long enough. I'm an analytical biochemist. I don't do anything unless I've tested it and proven it for myself. So I don't bring somebody like Dr. Doreen on, uh, Doreen to, on to talk about stuff unless I know for a fact that what she's talking about really does work. And having these internal dialogues are very important for helping you uh, gain confidences in ways that you never thought possible. So let's go on to the third person, the ethnicity or the minority status. Now, this was huge for me because I was, like I said, analytical biochemist. A lot of times I was the only woman in a corporate boardroom. I was presenting results and I would watch how as a only woman in that boardroom, how I would be interrupted uh, and talked over in ways they did not do to the male colleagues that were also presenting data or results. And then I saw how it was even worse if the person was a Hispanic or African-American woman. Uh, the men uh, were about level with me. And it was just something I noticed in the boardroom and as I moved through society. What was interesting, though, was that the Asian Pacific folks didn't have to. And so forgive me for calling it out directly, but this was my personal view of when I would move through the scientific industries that I was involved in. And as a woman, as I was watching who interrupted whom, and that's, as you know, you're sitting up there talking and who felt it was okay to talk over you and where it wasn't. And I would always turn to the African-American males that were there and we would make eye contact. And I go, I'm sorry, my brother, I don't know how to help you because this was back in the eighties and nineties. Okay. And I would be, I'd talk to him later. I'm like, what were you trying to say before you were interrupted? Let's see how we can get this on the docket for next time. Things like that. So anybody who doesn't think this is a problem uh, needs to be a little bit more observant (laughs) because it most especially is if you're an African American female. Now that's happened. A lot of that has changed with Black Lives Matter, but there's just now a hypersensitivity. So talk to us a little bit about how we become a fearless speaker. And now we have two dynamics in the world. One, you want to speak if you say you're an African-American person, but then the other thing is here I am as a single white uh, female uh, speaking to a group and I have been attacked uh, on some things because it was immediately assumed I was privileged, so I had no voice. So there's fear now on both sides that's inhibiting communication. I'd love to hear your perspective on as an entrepreneur, here I am standing in front of a mixed audience How do we handle that elephant in the room? Well, I think you really lay out so much of what I'm talking about, Janine, and you point to exactly what the whole purpose of finding your voice is, is so that who you are, what you have to say has value. And I think we start with self-concept that you have to begin with the sense of what I have to say matters. And what I need to do is to find ways in which I can 
feel confident. And my, my sense of confidence is deeper. It's not about what you say, it's about who you are. So this whole self-acceptance, self-awareness, self-development, being, you mentioned earlier today, the being part of groups where you get environments where you are heard. So that's one way where you get to practice finding your voice and speaking in an environment that has a listening in it. And I mentioned listening a few minutes ago, too, about finding people who will listen to you helps you articulate so that when you are in environments where it's more challenging, you're able to stay connected to what you know, what you believe and what you have to say. It's like a gym. You know, so the practicing in environments where people truly listen to you, care about you, I think breeds really deep confidence. And I just wanted to say to all the folks, I don't care what your ethnicity is. Uh, I know you're challenged. I, I know it doesn't matter what side of the fence you feel you're on. There's a challenge when it comes to speaking. I mean, come on now, of the top five fears or whatever, public speaking. It's, it's number one. So there are people who would choose death rather than have to talk uh, in front of people. So just let me share with you. I get it. I get why you have a lot of fear. And so that's why Dr. Doreen is on with us today, because I see so many quality, high quality business owners that have come from all walks of life all over the globe, and they have landed in a certain area. And I know that they could do more for their families and their communities if they could get that confidence. And so that's what we're going to talk about is those traumatic events. That's the fourth one that you have on your list uh, that you talk about the areas where we learn to be afraid of speaking and that there are traumatic events that happen to you. And so, yes, I have had things thrown at me. Uh, when I was on stage speaking, because there was such a disconnect between the audience and myself. And so I now know how to avoid ever being in that position again. So I choose to interpret that traumatic event as a lesson on how to connect better with my audience. So they are not taking out the anger that started before I entered the stage, but how to diffuse it once I am on stage. And that's with humor. So when you get up and you make a joke, and especially if you make that joke about yourself, uh, it helps people laugh. It helps address the elephant in the room. Can you talk to us a little bit about how to turn that horrible, traumatic event into the best thing that could have happened to you? You guys, you psychologists are great at this. You take these awful, horrific events and you're like, now we're going to show you how to make it funny, and we're going to show you how to make this your strength instead of your weakness. So talk to us a little bit about that mental juggling you guys go through to help coach people like me over those horrible barriers. Yes, I would say that was one of the biggest resistances to take events in your life and say, okay, where's the gold? Where's the nugget? And I think just asking that question helps people realize that there could be something positive where they did learn. I know I had an experience when my father was leaving. I was five years old and somehow I, I sensed it. I knew it. It was a party. Everybody was drinking beer, but I knew, and I think that was the beginning, you know, it was a painful moment when my father disappeared. But on the other hand, it's where I learned to listen. I knew that I was able to sense into 
people and what they're saying and what they're not saying. So <laughs> I think that that whole idea of taking pain or pay, taking any circumstances and uh, looking for what did I learn that I couldn't have learned in any other way. One example I'll give is of a man that I've worked with who said, I feel like an imposter whenever I get in front of people. And when we did a little of that early digging that I talked about, we discovered that when his father died, he was 12 years old. And his uncle said, you are now the man of the family. And he said to me, I'm now the man of the family. And he recalled being, you know, so challenged and so inept at being a man at 12. And so he he linked that I'm an imposter today when he's standing in front of people to that moment way back when. And so what we were talking about earlier about the uh, uh, inner child work and dialogue work, it's like uh, you you were able to take on something really challenging. So you so this whole idea of standing in front of people is like doing something really challenging. Yay, you. So that kind of, uh, I have so many stories. There's also somebody who is a bully and he asked a question in, I don't know, health education, maybe 12 years old. And it had to do with sex and everybody in the class, you know, wanted to ask that question, but nobody had the nerve, but he was bullied and teased afterwards, but we reframed it. And he said, look at me. I was the bold one in the room. I was able to step up and ask the question. Nobody else was willing to ask. So that kind of taking the moment and making it into something powerful. And there are some people, it depends on where you are in your healing process, where you look at a traumatic event and you're like, there is no way I can reframe this uh, into a positive, you know, there's just no way. And for that, just say compassion. Um, There have been several moments in my own life where I just had to say, I have learned compassion. And then I also encourage you to seek help. Find somebody like a Dr. Doreen who can help walk you through very gently uh, through that traumatic event so you can find your voice again and find that authenticity. And just realize when it comes to imposter syndrome, I have yet to meet a business owner that doesn't experience that at some point on their journey in their business ownership because we're highly creative people and nobody is more terrified that they're an imposter than creative people. We're so terrified of somebody finding out if they really dug, oh my gosh, what you would find underneath. So, so let's dig a little bit into this seven steps of being a fearless speaker. You have so many wonderful things, but we're only going to talk about three today. Uh, The first one was becoming comfortable with silence. That is something that's stated over and over again, but you frame it in a very different way. Care to share a bit on that? Yes. First, I just, I liked what you said about uh, digging. That's what we need to do is go deeper inside of ourselves to find the essence. That's why I call my programs essential speaking, because it's the essence of who you are that has the the powerhouse, the strength. And once you know that you can go into any situation, but so we've, let's just say I'm working with somebody and we've combed through the early history. We've identified the anxiety. We've done some treatment strategies. 
And then there's some skills that need to be developed. Um, and I have seven of them that I teach people and they're all mindfulness techniques. And the first one is being able to quiet your body and quiet your mind. And of course, breathing, certain kind of focused breathing is the best one, but there's progressive relaxation, there's meditation, there's apps. So I don't teach people a particular quieting technique or how to get to stillness, but there's so much. We do find something that works for people, whoever they are, whatever works. It could be nature, like really taking a break and going out and just sitting and looking at the the fall leaves or the spring blossoms, you know, where they, they start to feel connected to something larger than uh, the kind of meeting that they've just come out of. So the stillness is something that is like the center core, quiet, they call it the still point inside and going, dropping down into that place in the center grounds you. And so I would say that that capacity to uh, look at what's happening in your mind, noticing, and then going, I know dead air is not good on radio, but I just wanted to, that that's because then that's part of what's a problem in our societies. We don't give space and we don't let people just take a pause and reflect. So that's important. The first step is uh, learning how to still yourself, quiet yourself and be silent. And it's really kind of a mini vacation. Like you said, we don't get it a lot. So if you can learn to do that, even if it's for 30 seconds, it's uh, amazing how refreshing that can be for you. So uh, especially for an entrepreneur, uh, we've got a million things that we could be doing in any any moment. And so we stay pretty active. Uh, Step two is be in the present. Now, this is something that we hear quite a bit. If you're in any kind of a meditation or yoga, you hear this a lot. And what happens is when you hear stuff a lot in certain contexts, you don't know how to then translate it into a different context. So talk to us as a business owner, someone who is getting ready to speak. What does it mean to be in the present? Well, it means not being noticed. See, this is where knowing yourself comes in. If you know that you have a history and you start feeling anxious and you go, oh, that's my history. I'm not in the present. So you're able to self-regulate. You're able to take that deep breath, find that core center inside of yourself and recalibrate your body and your mind to come into this very now. And the other thing that interferes, I think, with being in the now is the projection into the future. I've got to make an impression or I've got to make the cell or I've got to uh, look good and I've got to make this, um, you know, I've got to complete a project here and I've got to make sure that everyone is on board. So all those kind of pressures But we have to look that that's pushing yourself into the future. It's not in this very now. And the tech, one quick technique I'll say is spotlighting. If you've heard about that. Yeah, it's, it's taking yourself into this environment and looking around and just noticing, taking one object, uh, lamp, lamp, lamp. Oh, and then looking at the lamp and seeing the 
shine on it and the light on it and the reflection and the texture. And then pretty soon you're right here. It's almost hypnotic (laughs) to bring yourself into the now moment. And some people encourage you to look at a specific member of the audience. Some people encourage you to look at inanimate objects. It's really your own comfort level. Uh, That's why it's always nice to have a friendly face in the audience and you kind of pivot to them. And then once you're comfortable, then you can pivot uh, to other people. And so thank you, because I heard that on a different Zoom call. Dr. Doreen was talking about that at a different time. It's Uh, an anchor. Yeah, yes. there anchoring. you go. That was the word you used. Yes. Yeah, anchoring into the now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Thank you so much. So step three, be aware and eye-to-eye contact. Now, you even mentioned in your uh, step, uh, in that particular step, that you have to make sure that you feel safe first uh, before you move into eye-to-eye contact with your audience. And so that was something that I thought was really wonderful. And at another time I heard you speak, you were talking about looking at people just above the eyebrows, if you can't look right into their eyes and stuff like that. So talk to us a little bit about how being aware and eye-to-eye contact is how you connect with your audience. So the reason why I use eye presence as the way to describe this step is because it it builds on what we've just done. The stillness, anchoring into the center of who you are, being in the now, and then eyes open up naturally and softly. And I tell people to gaze softly as opposed to the hard stare or the eye contact. So with the sense of having uh, gazing, you'll see that when you just soften your eyes, if people are listening right now, can soften their eyes, they'll notice that their cheeks, and then their neck, and then their shoulders drop. It's amazing how one little tweak softening your eyes can help you relax in the moment so that when you're opening your eyes, your eyes are available. And it's no longer, a, you know, because we, I could just go on about how, how much society makes us afraid to look eye to eye, right? And that's why I'm trying to make it a different experience as opposed to eye contact, because that's kind of loaded to eye presence. Just be open. You've got your uh, eyes more in a gazing than a, than a staring. And in a gazing, it take, you take much more of the present in also. Uh, So eye to eye presence is what I talk about. And so those are the first three steps. So let's talk a little bit about this fearless speaking. It it sounds like we kind of go from our own backgrounds and our own history, and then we move into the environment that we're going to be speaking into. And and that's one of those beautiful things. So we've covered these seven areas of cultural influence, your family dynamics, ethnicity, the traumatic events, and then being comfortable with silence, be in the presence, and then be aware. That's just the tip of the iceberg, people, with what you can learn from Dr. Doreen Downing. Tell us a little bit about what you have coming up here in September 20th. You have an event that you only host six people on, so talk to us a little bit about that. It's a personal, private, I know you use the word intimate, (laughs) coaching program where Uh, It is group, so you get group support, and weekly we meet, and I have an online 
material that they get lifetime access to. But I go through all, I teach all of the seven steps that I've talked about. We also do some of the uncovering the roots of anxiety. And then we have challenges every week where they go out and have to practice what it is that we're learning because what it's application. It's not just learning. It's like, let's put it to right away. Let's get out and start using our voices and then coming back to the group and getting feedback. One thing I want to say about the whole my whole steps and you you were pointing to that and it's the whole idea each step begins with be be still be present be aware and then so forth and so we're what i'm working on is who you are essentially your authentic self i'm not working on you doing a better speech what i'm working on is you being confident so confident deeply that you can enter into any arena the boardroom to uh, co-workers to managing to uh, giving a presentation to a couple people or thousands of people what's John Kabat-Zinn says, wherever you go, there you are. And that's what I'm working on in these coaching programs with people is to help them find their voice so they can change their life. So how does somebody get a hold of you to talk to you more about the coaching program? I think the best way, since it's a personal program, is to email me, Doreen, D-O-R-E-E-N, Doreen, at EssentialSpeaking.com. Doreen at EssentialSpeaking.com. Yes. And if you're like, well, I'm not ready to make that step quite yet. I'd like you to go to Doreen's seven step guide to fearless speaking and just read what she has to say there. It's a free uh, download that you can take. And, and yes, it does put you into her newsletter, but her newsletter is not invasive. She's not one of these people that <laughs> you sign up for her newsletter and you get 10 emails and you're hearing from her three times a week. She's not that type of person. So just make sure you go to www.doreen7steps.com so that you can get on to that uh, seven-step guide. And she handles GDPR guidelines, so you have to say okay So when she sends you an email. So she does handle her newsletter very well. I just wanted to say that because sometimes I know you hear about things, and the next thing you know, you're on a list you never wanted to be on. <laughs> That's not the case here. Before we wrap up, Doreen, is there anything else you'd like to say? What I'd like to say, Janine, is how brilliant you are and how you are able to capture what what people are saying. I've listened to your podcast and uh, just being a guest today, I feel like you've taken what I say even deeper and more expansive. You have so much experience and I think people who listen to you and I'm so glad you get to be syndicated because the world is going to get to listen to your wisdom and uh, your brilliance. Thank you so much. Okay. And I'll pay you the 20 bucks for that bribe here later. No, thank you very much. I appreciate it. It's one of those uh, mutual admiration societies. Uh, The guests that I have on this show, I know are doing amazing work and it's an honor, and I'm always thrilled to have you folks on the Thriving Solopreneur Show, because I know there's so much that you're doing. And so we're going to sign off today. Thank you so much, Doreen, for being with us. Yes, thank you, Janine.
And this is Janine Bullen with The Thriving Solopreneur. And I just wanted to let you know that we are now syndicated and you will find us on The Janine Bolin Show at KHNC, 1360 AM and other radio stations are coming online to broadcast us. So you're welcome to continue to listen to us here on Spotify, iTunes, whatever of the 27 platforms we are in. But also know that you can go to the JanineBolinShow.com and pick up any of the episodes that you may have missed. Have a great day and thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to the Thriving Solopreneur Show. We hope you found this episode helpful and uplifting. Be sure to visit us at janinebolin.com forward slash podcast where you'll find a library of videos, books, and podcast programs to guide you to the future you envision for yourself. We also ask that you visit our sponsor, the8gates.com for the books and online courses that share with you the debt-free living lifestyle that allows business owners like yourself to flourish. Have a great day and see you next time.